TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Driven to right. Down for a hit. We can't get there. Sano will score. Arrives to third. And it's four to two. A drive left field. Aikman won't get there. Rosario on the run around second. Around third, he'll score. And the big man delivers again. Welcome back to the Score North first place for now twin show. I'm Derek Wetmore. Don't do that. <laughs> Rami Makloff. Okay, okay. Let me do this again. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Score North first place twin show. I'm Derek Wetmore with Rami Makloff and uh, Danny Cunningham joined us first hour. Now it's Judd Zolgad, the big righty, coming in. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Judd, how are you today? Uh, after watching last night's debacle again, uh, starting pitching-wise, I am... Annoyed. You're annoyed, nervous. No, I'm not nervous. Annoyed. No, no okay. I call. I I said this. Yankee series. Okay. No, no, I'm not nervous whatsoever. This is where I wanted to start. I'm glad you brought. Fate us. will take you where, where you're destined now to go, which might be to your untimely demise. Wow. Well, How's that for a start? Very, very dark, but poetic. I appreciate it. I'm Given right. where the Twins are, one game up on the Cleveland Indians, nine games left against that team, by the way. I don't think we can undersell that enough, Larry. Underscore it Yeah, because Kluber's going to start the last. Sure, sure. But here's my point is that, like, that was just one of the final ten games, and oh my gosh, if we could have all that drama multiplied by ten, I think we're good here. That would be a fantastic and fun series. But here's my question. The Twins are one game up. In the American League Central. Statistically, they probably win the division, given the cupcakes they've got coming up. But who knows? Also, statistically, likely to go to the playoffs, at the very least, as a wild card. But Cleveland, man, has been charging for, what, six, seven, eight weeks now. And they made an interesting trade at the deadline. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they got better. I don't know if they got worse. But it's interesting. And they did something. And their pitching, you just look on the stats page, looks amazing. Does the way that the two teams stack up right now for either of you guys, I'll start with you, Judd. Does the way that these two teams stack up tell you that the Twins made a mistake at the July 31st trade deadline? 1,000%, yes. A, a mistake that we told them not to make. A mistake that they were showing. If I'm a Twins fan, I'm PO'd. I'm PO'd. You can't. There's nothing that you can tell. sit me down and tell me now that makes it a good idea. And I know that other teams, Stroman got traded. But I know that that the Yankees and the Red Sox also did not improve their starting rotations. But there's nothing you can tell me, given how sports work, that this was a good idea to stand pat. Unless, here's here's where things stand. If things don't go as well now, and they might not, as we thought that there was a chance to a couple weeks ago for 2019. If Kirloff and Lewis aren't hoisting at some point in the next five years a World Series trophy... You bleeped up beyond belief. Beyond belief. Because you were given the gift of a special team, historic offense, and you know what? You had to be the one team, and I don't care what uh, Brian Cashman did, I don't care what Dombrowski in Boston did, you had to be the one team that ha- to have the intestinal fortitude to say, this has a chance to be really special. Let's fortify it. And you passed on that. And so if the people that you didn't trade now are not hoisting a World Series trophy within the next five years, then you screwed up beyond belief. Don't we need to know? And we might find out some of the details about what what trade talks were had, what was asked for, 
for some of these guys who allegedly were on the market, reportedly were on the market. Don't we need to know what the price was that was being asked? And I'm not, look, I'm not saying that the Twins are off the hook or making excuses for them because the Yankees and and, and other teams around Major League Baseball, outside of the Astros and the Indians, really didn't make moves. It was a really slow market. I'm not saying compare yourselves to the other teams that made no moves. I'm just saying you have to look at the big picture. And Michael Kadire joined us in the first hour. He said it perfectly. This doesn't happen in a vacuum. And the Twins were in the vast majority in not making a move before the trade deadline. Again, not letting them off the hook. I'm just saying I'd like to know, and maybe we will know further down the road, some of the details as far as what was discussed in these in these trade talks before we say that they were wrong in, in the way that they acted. You have to make, if if you are as good as we think you are, you have to be the one to make, if nothing, at the very least, the Stroman trade. He was traded. Yeah. That's in- incumbent. If I'm now there, there, the, I think that's fair because we do know the price right. that was paid for Stroman. So I, you can say, why didn't you pay X, Y, and Z to, to outdo that bid? If I'm going to say that you are the next or in the same class as the Theos, then you have to make you have to have the sense of timing to pull the trigger on these trades. And the Stroman trade was made. And I don't want to hear, well, they asked for a lot and then they didn't call us back and we got aced and that that's not an if, excuse. If call the negotiation Yeah, if the negotiations Go to Toronto, be on the doorstep. If the negotiations broke down, that's your fault, right? right. I mean, I defend this duo. At, at just about every turn, because I think they deserve it. They're smart guys. They've built an amazing front office and, and you know, like the business side of things. Like the Twins right now are as healthy as I've seen them since I started covering sports. It is incredible the work they've done behind the scenes, and it's paying off, it looks like right now, with a team that's on pace to win 98 games. That's not for nothing. But if you're on the phone with Toronto and whatever, for whatever reason, or... Or let's say you had other starting pitchers in your sights, in your scope, and something happened that, well, either either they just decided they don't want to trade him, or they, they decided they want to trade him to somebody else. That is on you. You are one of the bodies in this negotiating partnership, and if you thought that this team was good enough to win a World Series so you didn't do anything besides Sam Dyson and Sergio Romo, okay. That's one thing. We might disagree on that, but that's something. But if you thought it needed to be added to and then you didn't add to it while Cleveland went and got creative and made some moves, that would, if I was a Twins fan, would probably leave a pretty bad taste in my mouth. And I think that's the people you're hearing from on Twitter right now. Would Cleveland had made that move if they weren't in, they were sort of backed into a corner with Trevor Bauer. I know they still had a year of contractual control after this year, but they had an asset to move. And also, what they were shopping for on the market was a lot more available and quite oh, yeah. on, quite honestly cheaper than what the Twins yeah. were looking for. Who else every, was looking for cornerbacks? Every single team contending for a playoff spot other than the Indians was looking for arms. Nobody was looking for bats. So the, the, the Indians had the most valuable thing on the market, and they were looking for the cheapest thing on the market. Of course they could find a trade partner. The Twins were looking for the same thing that everybody else was, and judging by the 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 rarity of the moves that were made, I got to think that the asking price was really high for pitching, both starting and, and relief, going into the trade deadline. And you have to pay it. 
You absolutely have to. Your your head. I'm not saying I I I I was one of the first people I think who yeah, said no. You were. I would trade Royce Lewis or you Alex Kirilov for the right guy. Yes, but I do. The, I draw a line somewhere. Okay, but if you if you believe, which I think we all all at least did at one point, that this is a World Series team, not a playoff team. Okay, big difference. Big yep. difference. They yep. can still make the playoffs. But if you believe that this is a World Series team and you're Falvey, in late July, before the deadline hit, when your head hit the pillow at night, if you said to yourself, Martin Perez, we're okay there, then I got to rethink how I feel about you. That's the problem. If this, listen, if July 31st had hit and the starters were all doing pretty damn good and now it's come unglued, I'd be like, oh, you know what? That's unfortunate. In hindsight now, you probably made a mistake, but I didn't see it. You didn't see it. It's unfortunate. But beyond the burial start on Tuesday, nothing that's happened is surprising. That's the problem. That's the conundrum. Kyle Gibson is Gibby. And that means if you put him up against a bad team, pretty damn good. Occasionally, if you put him up against a pretty good team, he can be okay. But last night did not surprise anybody in that ballpark. It's frustrating to watch, but it didn't surprise us, right? Martin Perez is a guy who deserves to be in a bullpen right now. His his lack of success yeah, against the Braves quite didn't, generous. didn't exactly surprise us. So the point being is, in the past three games, in which I believe the starting pitchers have pitched to a tune of an 11.25 ERA, Barrios is the only one that surprises me. And that's a problem. I shouldn't be able to sit here and say that and say you had the chance to at least make a move, i.e. Strowman, and you didn't do it. You think it comes back? I mean, not Perez. Not Perez. The starting pitcher. But like Jake Odorizzi, can he have representative starts? Can Kyle Gibson be back to being, a, you know, five, six innings, three, four runs? In the playoffs, probably. Uh, Odorizzi, maybe a little bit. Uh, Gibson, I don't think so okay. now. Um, but, and you know what? I mean, they're, they're still going to play Detroit a ton, right? And Kansas City a ton. Oh, yeah. So it's going to So it's going to come back there. Yeah. Okay. But, but we I were talking. But everything that we've been discussing in the past two months has been centered around one topic, World Series. World Series. And the opportunity was there. And, you know, we can't have that discussion about 2021, 22, because we don't know. You know, when, when and I, I, I know he got hurt last night, it might be out for a while now, but when Nelson Cruz is having as special, of, as great a season, you got to pounce there, because guess who's not, not going to be playing for you in 2022, probably? Nelson Cruz, <laughs> right? Well, well. <laughs> Probably, but anyway, my my point Tom Brady is, wants to play till he's 50. nothing. Nothing that we have seen in the past two games, at least, is shocking. Starting pitching wise, sure. Do you buy that it's coming back, Rami? Or are you? Because I, I heard this a lot last night. This is why I asked the question. Mm-hmm. The starters are all cooked. Maybe Brios is okay, and I should clarify. I'm not hearing this from the clubhouse. I'm not hearing this from the press box. I'm hearing this from Twitter.com. The starters are all cooked. The only one who's worth his weight in anything is Barrios. And everybody else is just, you might as well fold up the tents and go home. One, I think this team's still going to the postseason. But two, do you think, Rami, that some of those guys who've had bad starts the last week, two weeks, three weeks in Perez's case, do you think they do come back and can be representative? Martin Perez might be cooked. Okay. I... I I said at the start of the season, I don't think they'll continue to pitch this well as far as the starting rotation goes. And I'll say now, I don't think they'll continue to pitch this bad. 
I think that they will come. They regressed to the mean, went well past it, and now I think that they'll <laughs> improve to the mean. And their momentum past the mean, way past the mean, way past it's the just mean, too much. Way just guys, dr- guys, come back, come back to the mean now. And I, I, I think there will be improvement. And I think that we've seen Michael Pineda get better as the season has gone on. And I think that's because he's gotten healthier and in better shape as the season has gone on. But he's not healthy right now. I was just going to say, I think this most recent DL stint, and I'm not alone in thinking this, is not an injury. This is part of the process and of the plan of getting him healthier and getting him in better condition. Because when you have knee tendonitis, it's a recurring thing that, that tends to regress the longer that you play on it. So I think that there is... There is a workload management schedule going on here with Michael Pineda, and these are scheduled stints on the DL for him to make sure that he doesn't flame out. And I think that he could be he could be a big surprise for the Twins down the stretch here, and and a guy who you might be able to rely on to a certain degree with the bullpen that you have and with the offense that you have. I think Michael Pineda might come back from this DL stint good enough to get the job done. Playoff series right now, who do you trust? Starts with Barrios, and and I'm I'm still there as well. Yep, yep. Just I, to be clear, I'm right. not. Ba- there are a lot of people bailing there. I'm not yep. bailing. It, this is your best shot. Well, it's, the, that's the, what the, I think. The people who are bailing on who are bailing on Barrios right now after the other day against the Braves are people that have just been wanting to bail on him. They've been wanting sure. to find a reason to bail on him or, for a long time. But or I'll start probably with watch a lot of football. I trust him. Okay, so Barrios playoff series, I trust him. Pineda's not healthy right now. He's he's not available right now, but he's probably the second most trustworthy. And that's what starts to scare me. Playoff series. I want to see not Kansas City. I know. I want to see what Devin Smeltzer brings tonight. I'm all kinds of curious about this guy. Danny brought it up in the first hour, and he's right. His last time facing the Indians, not so great. But you know what sticks in my mind? The Yankees at Target Field when he carved through them, pitched way better than Jake Odorizzi in the game that they basically piggybacked. That stands in my mind. His last start, that stands in my mind. His Was it his MLB debut against the Brewers at yes, Target Field? That was good. That stands in my mind. Like this, it's, I don't think that they've just stumbled into an ace, but they've definitely got an interesting pitcher on their hands, and I want to see his big game mentality going up against the Indians tonight in a big game. I find it to be very frustrating, though, if you are a Twins fan, if, when, when you are now saying, Bieber Smelter, go get him, Devin. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. A, that's where I that's where I find fault here. Yeah, so we were talking about this uh, just before you got in, Judd, just before we made our call to the bullpen, and like every game, just in theory. And by the way, I'm throwing strikes. Starts with all of them. <laughs> I'm not throwing just, over the first a thousand times. Just either. fuel. <laughs> I'm not worried about Jose bleeping Ramirez on first base. Okay, <laughs> I'm not obsessed with him. So every game you go into, it starts let's say fifty fifty, and then I look at the pitching matchup, and it's like, oh, uh, prime Roger Clemens versus. I don't want to pick a former old twin. Well, just who? just mean. Just going to dunk on somebody. So whatever the pitching matchup. Just <laughs> go right ahead. He had a great year. I know. There's plenty of One crappy twins year. to pick on. Terry, five guys, five how about guys, Terry man. Felton from my days? Well, let's Brad do this. Havens. Okay, peak Pedro Hernandez versus Devin Smeltzer, a guy who I just built up. Mm-hmm. Okay, that goes from fifty fifty to like seventy thirty. That's not a hot take. It's just that's how baseball swings. You still have a 30% chance to win that game, and if you got the better bats, like all this stuff can play your way back to 50%. But I want to see Bieber, Smeltzer, 
instead of being 70-30, I want to see it be 60-40 if I'm the Twins. I want to see 55-45, and then I want to see Bombas away. It's possible that the Twins win a game where they're definitely not favored in the starting rotation matchup, yeah, I think and when, they're going to have to to win this series. When you ask that question of who do you have faith in, again, I'm going to quote Michael Kadire, but on a different situ- in, a, in a different scenario. Really quotable guy. This doesn't exist in a vacuum. I don't have to trust the twin starter to go out there and win a game for you on his own because that's not what this Twins team is built on. You have one starter who might win a game for you. If if it comes down to a pitcher's duel, yes, the only guy I have faith in is Jose Barrios. But do they have? Do I have faith that Smeltzer can go out and win a game with that offense and what they did with the bullpen before the trade deadline? Yeah. Do I think Michael Pineda can go out and win a game? Do I think uh, Jake Odorizzi can go out and win a game with that offense and that bullpen? Yeah, I don't count them out against anybody. Against a playoff team, I cannot be down five zip after three. Right, I'll put it that simply. It's just like any other sport. I can't. I can't tell this offense. All right, boys, you love to score eight runs, so score eight runs again. Three innings. (laughs) The the last three games are are instructive because I give this team credit. They don't go away. They continue to to offensively produce, but it's not fair. It's not professional to have to every time be like, all right, five zip after three. Now let's go get them. That's not professional. That's not playoffs. That's that's Babe Ruth, Little League. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where the frustration lies that too many of these guys I don't have faith in. If you are playing the Yankees, the New York Yankees are constructed to score 17 runs per night when healthy. <laughs> and if I'm playing them in the playoffs... They're pretty good at doing that when they need to. And they to. are, but I, can't, but I can't have this where I have to go to Marwin Gonzalez and be like, Marwin, I need you to hit a three-run home Yeah, I need six ribs from you tonight, I just can't bud. do that to people. Yeah. That's not, that's not what you do to employees who have been as good as the Twins' offensive employees have been in 2019. Yep, and I think that you do get a little bit of those points back if you're the Twins, those percentage points towards 50 by having Taylor Rogers healthy and rested by having Sergio Romo healthy and rested. That's two innings that I don't have to worry about. I didn't lose any sleep last night thinking if the Twins are up by a run going into the eighth inning, what's going to happen? Right. Zero sleep Right. was lost over that. Now, how do you get to that? How can you get to a spot where you outscore them with Bieber on the mound, who's been great this year and is an amazing pitcher, with Devin Smeltzer going on the other side in Another one of the biggest starts of his big league career in his rookie season. Twins vent line is open at 651-646-8255. Pose that question to you. Who do you have faith in if a playoff series started today? You can also tweet the show at SKOR North. If you're on hold, hang right there. We'll get you in on the other side of a break on the Score North First Place Twins show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, magic number 47. And we're on 1500, scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Podcasts. The Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Big cut and miss. Two and two challenged him with a fastball. Looks like it might have hurt him a little bit that hand. Mincing with a swing and a miss. 96. He got beat by it just a little bit. And he swung and missed, and, and that's the one that really gets you. And he's got to come out of the game. We went out and checked on him. He was uh, feeling some discomfort, and you know, you could tell uh, once we get out there that you know we weren't going to let him stay in there or try to swing or do anything like that. I think we're going to wait, and we'll we'll definitely have uh, a lot more info tomorrow, especially after talking with him and getting him looked at. 
That was probably the biggest loss in last night's loss to the Indians. 7-5, to five, the final, and Nelson Cruz going down with the strained wrist MRI and further examination going down today. Hopefully, we'll know something as soon as we do. You will, too, here on Score North and the Score North First Place Twins show. Live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is 47. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad. You can read both of these fine gentlemen's thoughts about the Twins in written word at scorenorth.com and on the Score North mobile app because... In addition to listening to all our shows live and earning points and getting rewards for listening live and downloading and subscribing to all your favorite podcasts to listen upon your convenience, it is also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, including the Vikings kick things off tonight, and uh, Matthew Collar tells you what you should be watching for. That's all at scorenorth.com and the Scorenorth mobile app. And tonight, while I'm plugging things, the Vikings vent line is back, Judd Zolgad. And Manny Hill Huge. will be here after the, the game comes to an end. That first preseason game. Man. And I can tell you right now that if the Vikings game is sort of, you know, that's ah, not bad now. Cousins plays a series, blah, blah, blah. And uh, <clears throat> Cleveland wins again. More than happy to take some Twins calls as well. Oh, I like it. Because oh, I, yeah. twi- I, like I think it. Twins fans might be worked up. And if this division is uh, tied following tonight's game, and you want to uh, weigh in about that, I'm not going to stop you. It's your event line. <laughs> I'm not, fans. I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. You have every right to weigh in. But, or if you just want to call in and talk about how much you hate Sean Payton. We know Vikings fans like to do that, too. <laughs> or how much you love Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. The phone lines are and open. Don't forget, honestly. Yep. Best case scenario for you guys, just content and radio Twins. wise. Twins lose, and Teddy Bridgewater just slices and dices the Vikings like defense. <laughs> and don't forget, we start as soon as the game ends. So there's no post game show. We're not going right. to read any stats to you. We're not going to try and talk to uh, some uh, some coach from uh, Woodbury or something like that. <laughs> We're not calling Coach Scoggins from Woodbury. We'll actually start taking calls <laughs> as soon as the game ends. Chip might call in. Well, he's depending threat- on how it ends. He threatened to call in, but he will be calling in. I won't be actually asking him, Coach Scoggins, what do you think of the zone sure, read? Sure. He'll if, be Chip from, I don't know where Chip lives. Yeah, Woodbury, I Woodbury, think. Woodbury, yeah. Hey, is Chip from Woodbury on the line? If uh, I'm wondering if, if the Twins do hey guys, lose first tonight. First time, long time. Judd. <laughs> I love that. I, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the Twins lose tonight, if we'll get a call from Pat in Golden Valley, too. Oh, Pat. Pat might get dialed. Oh, up you know tonight. that's a good. That's a good one. I bet he'll be Pat over at the yard. You guys are in. doing this after preseason games now. I bet he'll be over at the yard. It's a big game. He threatened to go last night, but he stayed home. A great column the other day on the power surge and how unique. And he even throws in a little line of like, "Yeah, okay." So they're playing with a different baseball that's tightly wound, and the bats are different than they were a hundred years ago. But don't ignore this surging Twins team and yeah. the power that they represent. And I think, truthfully, too, you know it was just another chance for him to write S- about Harmon Killebrew. Since you brought mm-hmm. it up, and Twins Vent Line is open right now, 651-646-8255. And we're going to get to those calls in just a second. Jason Stark, who joins us on Mackie and Judd with Rami every uh, every Tuesday here on Score North, he had a little piece in his useless stats uh, column that goes up every week. this morning, yeah. At The Athletic. Okay, juiced ball, like you were just saying, Derek. Everybody is hitting more home runs, but... According to stats, no team has broken any significant single-season hitting record by 15% or more since Johnny Mize's 1947 New York Giants hiked the home run record by 21.4% by busting the 200-homer barrier for the first time. That was more than seven decades ago, and they are probably going to break the 
single season team home run record by well more than 15%. Only three times in the history of baseball has a significant single season team record even been broken by 10% or more. Wow. Did you see did you see the part to Rami where he talks about the Orioles right now are on pace to give up 333 That's crazy. home runs. That's crazy. I would not want to be a pitcher in the juicy baseball era and by the way, who works half my games at Camden Yards. The Yankees or great, Yankee Stadium. Great lineup, yes. 52 of their home runs have come against that Orioles team that Manny just oh. mentioned. Asterisk. They've gotten fat on the Asterisk. Orioles. Asterisk. The, the Yankees, I saw the stat last night. The Yankees have more home runs against the Orioles than I, the Giants and somebody else do all season at their home ballpark. Amazing. All right, let's get to some of these calls. 651-646-82. But they kept Madison Bumgarner because they were five. so smart. Let's go to uh, Pete in St. Paul. Pete, you're on Score North. What's up, man? Yeah, hey, guys. So. Um, this this is such a massive failure by Felvin not to do anything at the deadline. You finally bring the Twins fans back with this historic offense. You're leading the division. You're, you're starting rotation. The wheels are coming off. Everybody knows it. And you go, get, you go get a decent reliever, and then you go get another one that's injured and worthless at this point. You're telling me out of how many teams are there? I think 32. 30 you teams in Major League one deal, Not one deal for a three, four, or five starting pitcher? I don't believe it. I think they I didn't want to buy it. a back end of the rotation guy, Pete. Well, I, I think they wanted to go into the top. And that's a crappy decision, too, because now you're paying. Uh, a Pineda is being held together by duct tape. Okay, Gibson, it's expensive duct tape. Um, all these guys. Who We got Brios. Other than that, good luck against the Yankees, Houston, at Cleveland, as we're seeing it. Good luck. You got nothing. Thanks, Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Have people seen... Okay, the Astros, I can't... Well, although the Astros' bullpen, I might take the Twins' bullpen over the Astros' bullpen when you look at the numbers of the two teams. But have you seen what the Yankees throw out there as a starting rotation? Right, but you can't... That, and as a bullpen? But in Pete's defense, the Yankees have a window of opportunity almost every year. Sure. You you passed on the chance, because you are speculating on the future, you passed on, on the chance to improve yourself now in a year where, and these don't come around much, where you have a World Series chance. And I'm not saying you're... So I'm not, def- I'm not going to, t- to defend them based on what other teams do or did. You didn't do what you should have done, and it's biting you in the ass. And what's frustrating is everybody, including including you, and you were right, said you need to go out and bolster this. Yes, I did. I mean, you said that you you were, and I don't think that you're wrong, but in your trade speculation, you were willing to go actually farther than I was. And you're right in the sense that this was a this was a window of opportunity that the Yankees are probably going to get next year and the year after and the year after that. And for the Twins, it comes around in in, you know, every sometimes 10 years, sometimes every 4 years or 5 years and you have to pounce. And they not only didn't pounce, they didn't come close. I'm not saying they shouldn't have pounced. They they should have. We agree on that. They should have got a starter. I don't think this is like a one and done for the Twins. I think this team, you look at the way the roster plays out for the next five years, I think the Twins are... But that's what I'm saying. But then then in five years, let's say this. If sure. they're not holding a World Series trophy, then then I'm coming back to this year again sure. and saying, oh, yeah. you blew it. Yeah. 
Oh, definitely. So I've got two chances now, right now That's right. and in five years. <laughs> so just, Be, I'm going to get my shots up right Because if your now. precious Kirilov and, and Lewis toys... Oh, I hope he's a star after how much I defended him don't this pay year. If he they, damn well better if be. They don't pay off, <laughs> if they don't pay off, you are not in a market where you can consistently say, for yeah. sure, every year is going to be special. I don't disagree yeah. with that, but when, when he says, if, if we're just talking about this year in a potential playoff series... What do the Twins have to throw at that Yankees lineup? What do the Yankees have to throw at this Twins lineup? Problem, yeah. The problem is, though, the Yankees have a fighting chance to do exactly what they did in two of the three games here, which is outscore you 18 to 16. Sure, but you got so that you, chance, too. Right, but you needed to shut. But you had you had a chance to then be preemptive and go out yeah. and get a guy that could, if not shut them uh, down, contain them. I don't think the Yankees are demonstrably better than the Twins. I agree with that. But, but, I don't but, either. But I saw, but I saw enough to know sure. exactly what you needed. That's the thing: is your parents sat you down and said, "Johnny, here's what you don't do in life: you don't get drunk on a Friday night and drive home because that's a stupid idea." And Johnny's like, "Ah, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to listen." That's the mistake. Here. Mm. The other, the other thing with the future part of this, and I'm in no way saying that they're going to. F- Fall, you know the wag, the wheels of the wagon are just going to completely fall off over the next couple of years because of this. But when I think about what this team could do over the next three or four years with this core, I'm envisioning Byron Buxton being a part of that core. And if Byron Buxton is going to be finding himself on the injured list three, four times a season, yeah, that's that's going to hurt this. That's going to hurt this window that we're all envisioning being open for the next couple of years. For sure. Because Byron Buxton figures to be a big part of that. Because we've seen what he's, the kind of impact that he makes on the field for this team this year. So I, I don't know if, like, I look at the future and I think, okay, you got Rosario and you got Kepler locked up and Polanco's going to be around for a little bit. But Byron Buxton, to me, is a big part of that, too. And if he can't be then I'm not as optimistic about what this team can do in terms of winning a championship in the next handful of years if he's not going to be able to consistently be a part of that. Yep, he, you're 100% right, man. He should be a part of it. And the question mark still is 2019. It is still a question mark. Can he stay healthy for a mm-hmm. full season, or is it always going to be something? It's always going to be one of these little things. You know, I'm not by any means saying that he's like he's fragile because I don't like that label but I do think you know subluxated shoulder yep concussion which don't wish that on anybody wrist injury wrist last year it was the finger he yep. fouled a ball off his toe and broke it tried to play through that migraines it's that's a lot of things to miss significant time for in just 2 years times one and a half year really when you talk about the baseball season, I think that what we can say about Buxton is that his injury, this latest one, which could keep him out for a potentially extended period of time, came at a really bad time for the Twins. I think if you do a week before the trade deadline that you were going to be without this guy for six weeks or whatever it ends up being, right. you say, hey, we got to make up some ground here in the standings. Our, our projections say we're this good against bad teams the rest of the way, so here's where we think we'll finish. Oh, but then you've got to take Buxton out of that? So then two more runs a night score against Kyle Gibson and, you know, Martin Perez can't hold it together. All of this stuff, it starts, as many saying, it starts with Buxton. Mm-hmm. So He's the it, difference to me in terms of if this team is just going to be 
pretty good over the next couple of years or if they can actually be like World Series. a legitimate year-in and year-out World Series contender. Byron Buxton has to be healthy and be a part of that. If he gets hurt on July 20th, you got 10 days to call up your buddies and say, hey, you know what? That was two, three wins. We think we just got knocked off. So gonna take that. Two, gonna take you up on that two win pitcher. Actually, I know I don't like your price, but the price of poker is now acceptable because we're without Buxton. He get hurt in what the first week of August, right? It right. was just like five days ago, six days ago, whatever it was. He is now not only unable to be replaced in the outfield, you can't replace him, but he's also. Not able to track down all those balls for the starting pitchers. But you, but you, it, you could have added. And, but it's a incumbent, if you would have known. It's incumbent with his history. I know. To I, on, I, on July twentieth, have thought exactly for what you just said. I agree with that. You cannot any assumption that he can play on a daily basis right now is foolish. Yeah, like I mean, everything comes back to to the fact that there was a certain hubris at work here, which should not have existed. With Byron Buxton with in Buxton, particular, or the start, starting pitch. Well, I start with starting he's pitching, saying but front I'm saying office hubris. What, Der- what Derek, what Derek just said about if he got hurt on July 20th is if you're again, if you're the next Theo, you're thinking 50, so 50 he's going to get hurt. Do exactly you think? Right. Do you think they thought they're better than they were, or do you think it was that they didn't want to invest a future? Um, the latter, more so. There's no, they're not dumb. Okay, like I'm frustrated with them, but they're not dumb. There's no way that they thought. We're fine. What they thought was the future is so important, and and two, this is the trend now. You do not. You are. You would rather forfeit a World Series title, and this is not just the Twins. This is lots of teams now. You would rather forfeit a World Series title if you if the uh, trade off is that you go to a cocktail party in 2023 and people laugh and say, "I can't believe that you traded Alex Kirilov." Yeah, that you gave up Jordan Balazovic. <laughs> I, I read an entire column about that, and it's not just the Twins. It's a lot of things where teams are now actively choosing not to be as successful as possible short term because they're afraid that it's going to embarrass them long term, and their feeling is. If we go to the playoffs but don't win a championship and we gave up that right, we're not going to get fired for that. Right. But if it, Alex Kirloff turns out to be a great player for the New York Mets... And we traded him to take another 5%. I could be back in Cleveland as an assistant GM in 2025 because that's going to be examined as being a, a shortfall on my part. Sure. And I don't think Falvey like actively thinks about that, but I get what you're saying. Like and the subtle, the subconscious, it's probably playing in, at least in some front offices yep. around the game. I'm really fascinated to know, like when you said they would give up a World Series trophy mm-hmm. for the right to not be laughed at in seven years. I mean, I think that assumes that it's a 100%. I know that's not what you're saying, but I think all of these teams, twins included, would say, oh, we get to win this World Series? Okay, here you go. Let's do it. Not what what I think they get criticized a lot for, which is you just passed on a 100% chance. No, they might have just passed on like an 18% chance to take a 12% chance. Right. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying I disagree with what you're saying, but we just shouldn't color it as black and white that but if you give these up, it's done, you raise a flag. But the gamble is what your guy did, Theo. Theo in 16. Rami, it's what he did. And guess what? It worked. Yeah. And they look pretty damn good. And and you can't tell me that there aren't people in the new baseball world now b- being like, yeah, you won a World Series, but look at what you gave up. There are. And there are people that care. And I think that there's guys like Epstein who are like, I don't care. Masai Ujiri. 
with the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Yep. I wanted for Kawhi, yeah. knowing that it was very possible that they could you know why? not not win and Kawhi could walk in free agency. Do you know why? Why? Because flags fly forever, boys. Is that how long they fly That's for? That's how long they fly for. Yep. It's been a yeah. long time since I've seen a flag flying with a recent year on it. Well, yeah. <laughs> if the twins, uh, if the twins made one of those trades, and then every single member of the Golden State Warriors got hurt. To, oh wait, no, sorry, we're not. Sorry, we're not going down there. <laughs> <laughs> Rami's right though. I mean, Masai Jerry Jerry has nothing to apologize for trading away the most popular, the second most popular player in Toronto Raptors history. And you won a title. title. I'm just giving you I mean, even if the title did fall in his lap in the form of injuries. I mean, whatever, dude. If title is a title (laughs) and flags fly forever. But Derek, it's what you're saying, which is you are giving you're giving yourself a percentage chance to up your percentage. There are no guarantees. I completely get that. But sometimes you have to go with your gut and roll the dice and just say, believe it, I'm, I'm going to do it. I got to do it. And then if it doesn't work out, if you don't win the World Series, you trust yourself enough to keep a team competitive enough over the next couple of years to give yourself another shot. But there's nothing worse uh, to me than the hubris of the assumption that in five years it's going to work. Because you can't say that. You Six, don't know. 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. If you're on hold, we'll uh, squeeze you in after a short break and read a few of your tweets on the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 47. Rami, Judd, Derek, back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. How did I become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works? And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right, time for a Score North download. It's 146, and this download brought to you by My Pillow. And it is a reminder to check out Minnesota Sports Rewind, where Score North goes back in time and dives deep into some of the most prominent moments in Minnesota sports history including Twins-Tigers game 163. Michael Kadire was a big part of that game, and we just had him on during the first hour of the Score North First Place Twins show. Look for that on scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app as well. Also on Minnesota Sports Rewind, Twins and A's from 2002, the uh, game five of the ALDS. Cuddy was a part of that, too. Also, Kevin Love's 30-30 and 30 game and Kevin Garnett's dominating game seven in 2004 against the Sacramento Kings. It's Minnesota Sports Rewind on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find podcasts as we return for one final segment of the Score North First Place Twin Show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is 47. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Purple Daily coming up at 2 o'clock. Matthew Collar getting you ready for tonight's preseason opener. Did you, and I'm sorry to cut you off, no, did you guys hear Alex right. Boone yesterday? I did. He was outstanding. That was fantastic. So much fun. I didn't hear it live. I was in a food coma after the TCF. <laughs> oh, you went home and listened? Huh? Well, hey, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the food tasting at TCF Bank Stadium yesterday. You mean you did a food tour and then had to nap it oh off? Oh, my God, dude. So what are we up to? Six? Happens so fast. <laughs> so fast. We're going to get up to the sports center in Blaine. That's probably the only one he hasn't done locally. I had, like, I had half an hour Ritter left. Arena. I had half an hour left in the first episode of Hard Knocks, and I was like, ah, let me finish this off. Did not get through the half hour. <laughs> Did not get through the half hour. But, I mean, I, so, you know, you guys will be shocked to learn I'm not the biggest football guy in the world, unless you're talking uh, real football what we call in America soccer. Premier League starts today. Premier League is kicking off and Tottenham 
tomorrow, so that'll be fun, Aston Villa. But I listened I no to basically the whole. They were all words. Don't okay, all right. Take my word for okay. it. Okay, don't concern yourself. With they that they was just as footbally football as it could possibly be, and I was loving it. I was totally there for it. He it was it was so much fun. So from a non football guy. To any non-football people out there, or definitely to football people out there, that Alex Boone interview on Purple Daily yesterday with Matthew Collar, absolutely worth a listen. And that's at scorenorth.com, the Scornorth mobile app, or wherever you may download podcasts. Got a tweet here from uh, Billy C. He says, what the Twins traded for at the deadline was exactly what was predictable based on who they let go before the deadline. Bullpen help. That was Falveen's error. Thinking starting pitching was good enough. Tweeting at Score North at Rami's tweeting at Derek Wetmore. I think he speaks for a lot of Twins fans. Yeah, there's one big, let's take the collar, but there's one big thing that like, I, you look at it and you say, did you get that one wrong? And that is the number of guys that they DFA'd that thought would have better seasons or that they could fix or that they could play up. In some cases it works. Zach Littell's looking nice. Trevor May's got great stuff. Tyler Duffy's looking like a nice find for them. Don't well, praise May too much in right some, now. I know. I know. You're and, about to get inundated with people calling you a moron. And in some cases, Mackey, and yeah. in some cases, it didn't work. Matt McGill, um, Alberto Mejia, who Pat Royce tweets. Martin Perez, it, it did. It did work for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like those reclamation projects are not full season guaranteed, right? They're like, like sometimes, but the that, facing of your cabinetry. Sure, but that's where you have to be smart enough to to know how much can I milk from. They shouldn't this be the guy. foundation of your house. Absolutely, and and Martin Perez, nobody in their right mind could have said in May. All right, you know what we got here? Cy Young. Cy Young. You said to yourself, every starts a gift, and that gift eventually probably going to end. Let's get a call in here on the uh, Twins Vent Line, 651-646-8255. And then we're going to try and squeeze in a lightning round edition of Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? We'll see if we have time for that. Billy, Minneapolis, you're on Score North. What's up, Bill? Hey, guys. Uh, three three things. Uh, one, no, one, Brios isn't an ace. Two, why don't they, since they like analytics so much, why don't they try Gibson as, as what they, quote-unquote, at opener? Because he seems to have two good innings. Um, he's worth it a second time through. And three, wouldn't it be nice if they brought up Gratterall and he would be like the Tampa Bay's uh, David Price back when he, you know, like a secret weapon, sort of like nobody's seen him, you know, and flamethrower or whatever. I'll hang up. Thanks. I love it. I that, would absolutely happen, do Gratterall. He returned from injury last night, double-A Pensacola. You guys see his stats. And what did he do? He pitched for the first time in the season out of the bullpen. That's going to happen. Really? That's going to happen. In, yep. in, in fact, I, I heard a story this morning. The Dodgers are doing the exact same thing. They've got a hot shot starting prospect. The redheaded kid? That they're going to bring up. He's not here yet. Oh, okay. So, All yeah, right. no, that, and that, that hair That's is great. That's glorious. Um, <laughs> but the Dodgers have, have a top-notch starting prospect who they have now in the minors moved to the bullpen. I think a triple-A, been lights out, and he's coming up. And Gratterall is going to get up here and do the same exact thing. Bruzdar Gratterall for double-A Pensacola last night, coming back from that shoulder injury that had him on the shelf. He got five outs, so inning and two-thirds. Three strikeouts, no walks, one hit, no runs on 29 pitches. And the thing that caught my eye is the same thing that caught Judd's eye. He started every time he's pitched before, and yesterday it was out of the bullpen. So... I could see that happening in the sort of David Price role. It. They got to at least try it. It's worth a shot. Yeah. Right. In the David Price role that the caller Billy mentioned. And the other thing that he mentioned, I think he's spot on. Kyle Gibson would be a good opener. 
Especially, maybe you maybe you piggyback. It's uh, it's Martin Perez and Kyle Gibson. I don't know. One of them's good against lefties. One of them's good against righties. Right. And they've both been having substandard They're results with lately. That against piggyback uh, Texas, right? Right before the All Star game. Yeah. And they, that was a get through it kind of thing, wasn't yeah, it? But Gibson, I think pitched. Did he pitch two one innings, innings or one, or one inning that yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it's conceivable they could try that. They have a number of guys who are decent pitchers, and their reputation is just smeared and completely destroyed from a lot of Twins fans. I think, like Billy, who think that they're just trash, garbage, awful, could never have them. Well, their numbers the first time through the order, pretty good. It's when you get into that third time, and a starting pitcher is going into the fifth or sixth inning, hitting that third time of the lineup, where you just turn the average hitter into a Hall of Famer. You can't have that. People forget last night, Kyle Gibson, for as bad as he was last night, he breathed through that first inning. I did forget he that. You're right. The first inning. Like, You're right. I think he threw like seven or eight pitches in the first inning. I had forgotten that, and I can't be the only one. By the way, by the way that uh, redheaded pitcher for the Dodgers, his name is Dustin May. Have you heard his nickname, though? No. Ginger guard. Oh, that's great. It's a great head of hair. It's a really, really it's good a head really of hair. impressive that's head awesome. of hair. It's gotta be distracting for a hitter, I would think, right? Because he's got yeah. like he's got that like flailing wild motion that a lot of these yeah. long, lanky guys do, and like this fire red hair also <laughs> flopping all over the place. Well, and I don't know. At you. you guys host a show with me every day, noon and weekdays. Dude, your hair's not impressive. You don't have a mane like that. <laughs> I got it's not, that. It's yeah. not the same. It's not as red or as long. Oh, okay. this kid looks like Carrot Top. This is yes, fantastic. He does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I love it. He does. Watch him pitch. This is great. He's a big time pitching. He's fun to watch. Too. Hey Manny, do we have uh, do we have a few minutes for a rousing lightning round edition of Did the Twins bullpen do its job? It I is think Friday. We do. Yeah, I, that's, uh, I think that's... I saw Ram Rami somewhere around here. Go grab him from the hall if you would. Manny, hit the I'll music. Be, we got about four minutes. Right. Right? Hey everybody, I'm back. Welcome to another edition of Did the Twins bullpen do its job? Where we find out if the Twins bullpen. Did, did its job, and now your host, Derek Wetmore. Derek, take it away! <laughs> Thank you, Ram Rami. Appreciate you coming in on such short notice. That's awesome. Our My con- pleasure, Derek. Our contestants today, Judd Zolgat and Manny Hill. It's a, it's a fairly short game. The Twins had three relievers yesterday. Kyle Gibson is the one that uh, everyone's talking about, of course. After Gibson walked... Carlos Santana and Yasiel Puig to fill the bases. Uh, poor Zach Littell got put in a in a pretty tough spot there. He did give up the uh, two RBI shot to Jose Ramirez. Those get, runs get charged to Gibby. But Zach Littell finishes his day of work two and two-thirds innings, having given up just that one hit, another walk, and a strikeout, and no runs go to his ledger. Judd Amani did Zach Littell do his job in mop-up. Ding it for me because I say yes, he did. Don't you think, Manny? Oh, I think he did a bang-up job. Yeah. He's put into a Definitely. terrible predicament. Absolutely. And Gibson, by the way, should not have been in that long either, which is a whole nother topic. Walking did the six. manager do his job with the bullpen the last couple of days? That could be a game we play. That could be a game we play. Because I'm going to tell you right now the answer is... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, last three days, Barrios was left in way too long, for, and there's no compelling case for that. I did sure. think Trevor May and... Phil brought this up in an email for for the show this afternoon. Phil's very frustrated. He, yeah, he does not. He's not a fan of Trevor May at this point. I didn't think that was a a odd choice to go with May instead of Sergio Romo there in the ninth inning. One run game, but I I wonder if they if their analytics or whatever says one run minus is a different as drastically different situation because like longtime baseball watchers and viewers, there's not a big difference in a game. You feel like you have to win if you're down one or up one. You put the same guy in, right? And they didn't. 
If they were up one run, do you think it's Trevor May there? Probably I don't. Not, no. Oh, no. No, it's not for mm-hmm. sure. So, so I don't know. Anyway. Rodgers got up. Romo did not get up last night, right, Derek? Not to my knowledge. Rodgers definitely got up. Okay. When, when they were oh, rallying, right. yep, yep, yep. he Rogers got up and, and started throwing up at the same time. Okay. Yeah, they had a righty and a lefty going. So, that anyway, that was like maybe confusing. I think the bullpen, though, did its job. I'm not going to fault that. Now, the May home run, well, I get so it. Well, so let's get to it. Eighth inning, right. Ryan Harper, one run. I'm sorry, one hit, no runs. It's a clean inning. Ryan Harper continues. Leverage. Yep. Nice little season he's putting together here. But nice. this is the one you guys wanted me to get to, and that's Trevor May. After hanging a couple curveballs, giving up some home runs, and then he sat for like, I, I think it was uh, last check, it was like three and a half months between uh, outings. <laughs> it, it only felt like that. I think it was six days. But he then comes in, looks awesome, 99 mile an hour fastball. He's like, oh, wow, who's this guy? And then yesterday he comes in and gives up a fastball. I think it was to Naquin, number nine hitter. Naquin, yep. Off a of fastball in. That's not where I expected Trevor May to give up a home run. Nonetheless, he took a game that the Twins had just charged back into 6-5, you know, whittled away and battled their way back and gave up a solo shot to the bottom of the Indians lineup. Boys, and Marwin did not turn around. He didn't even look. No, he didn't even didn't look even up. Bother. He just looked at the mound and thought, okay, great. So, I don't know. Did Trevor May yesterday do his job? Well, no, I don't think well, he did. No, he didn't. He didn't, but I'm not. I, I refuse to sit here and dump on the bullpen when the starters have been this pathetic. Sure. Like, least, all my angst is reserved right now for the starters. And at least Trevor May didn't hang a curveball to Naquin this time. It was right. a fastball, fastball sort of inside, about belt high. And yeah. Naquin just turned on it and hit it out of the park. Maybe but, Trevor May'd make a good opener. Get through a clean inning. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Actually, that's not the worst that's idea. Not a, it's I've not heard. too crazy. Like it's, you've, had, you've had much worse ideas. Th- thank you. Yeah, no thank problem. you, <laughs> studio audience. I appreciate you coming along and laughing along with us on this rousing edition of America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? You just did Ram Rami's job for him. Why'd you do that? He's supposed gonna, to out. I'll wrap it all up. This I got it right here. Yeah, okay, thank thank our right, sponsors, right, Ram Rami. Turn down my headphones too. Okay, go ahead now. Thanks everybody for coming out and attending and listening to America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job for Derek Wetmore, Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill? I'm Robbie Makloff saying thanks and we'll see you next time on the Score North First Place <laughs> Twins Show. Go win a couple games this weekend.